0: You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm Eleanor Rust, Marketing Director at Rock Paper Scissors, the PR firm that specializes in music innovation and music technology. Today, you'll get a taste of what it's like to be at NAM, the annual trade show for musical instruments, gear, software, pro audio, and event tech. I went with Shaley Enkenbrook, Music Tectonics Conference Planner, to find new musical inventions, get an industry pulse check, and reconnect with friends of Music Tectonics face-to-face. On this episode, here are interviews with Avan Billius of the MIDI Association, and friends of the show James Hill and Felicia Booker. In between, we captured out-of-this-world demos of new musical tools and toys from Playtronica, Blip Blocks, and Instruments of Things. Let's dive in! I'm Eleanor. I'm back on the show floor at Nam and I'm getting a pulse check from Athen Bilius. Now listeners to the podcast will know who Athen is, but um, for those who don't, can you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, sure. So uh, my name is Adam Bilious. Um I've had a long career in the music industry. I was a product planning manager for Korg and then I went to work for Yamaha for 22 years and I retired in um, November of 2020 and now I'm the president of the Midi Association.
0: You are very busy for a retired person.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's been great. Um, uh, one of the things that happened is when I retired I got busier but I got busier doing stuff that I love oh. which is which is coming to NAM shows. I love Fantastic. coming to a NAM show more than anything else. I uh, somebody asked me uh, the other day, what was your first NAM show? And my first NAM show was famously called The Wake at the Lake in 1981 in Chicago. Uh, it was an amazing NAM show. It was my very first one. I was working at E. Wurlitzer's in Boston. We were the big pro audio mm-hmm, shop. Mm-hmm. And and seven of us got in, in a van, including Gene Jolly, who went on to be the president of Tascam, uh, a, a VP at uh, a QSC. So very high powered. Exec- <laughs> but back in the day, we all piled into a van and we drove out to Chicago wow. together to go to the NAM show. And. Uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience, and since that time, I have not missed a Nam show. The only Nam show I didn't go to in person was the twenty twenty one Nam show, When nobody was in person. When nobody was in person, so, <laughs> yeah,
2: so yeah. Well,
0: um, then let's talk a little bit about what you've seen evolve at Nam. Um, how does this, uh, you know, first return to in person compare to past
1: years? You know, I, everyone was a little. Um, was wondering Mm. to be honest you know we were wondering what's it going to be like what's the show going to be like and 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 on Friday morning it was it was pretty quiet at the Mm -hmm. Midi Association booth and I was a little bit worried and then at 11 o'clock it got busy and it stayed busy through the entire show and then I realized why wh- what had happened yeah. I used to work for Yamaha and a lot of people they would go to the Yamaha booth first oh. and then they would go other places and I I think a lot of people went to see Yamaha yeah. first and then they came down here that and, makes and sense. um yeah we've been very very happy I I think that Nam is continuing to evolve oh. and needs to continue to evolve um, but I can tell you that we are already making plans for April 2023. Fantastic. Which, by the way, will be the 40th anniversary of MIDI.
0: Oh, that's going to be a very big deal,
1: I hope. <laughs> it's going to be a big deal, but it's also going to be a little bit sad. I yeah. know we, we were talking about it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that kind of shaped this show was on Tuesday, uh, so just before the Nam mm-hmm. show, uh, you know, Dave Smith passed away very unexpectedly.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dave Smith is often called the father of MIDI. One of the first developers. He correct?
1: was one of the first developers, and I knew Dave very well. We worked mm-hmm. together at at Korg. Uh, it, when uh, Dave has a long history, so he, uh, Dave uh, had his uh, his company, Sequential Circuits, mm-hmm. and the Sequential Circuits actually went out of business. And. Um, so Yamaha acquired Sequential Circuits and started the Dave Smith division. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Dave Smith division was working on, on a number of products for a very long time. And um, this is a little bit of a long story, but it's a good one. Tell, tell it. I want to hear okay. it. Okay. So um, uh, when... I, I was the pl- product planning and in, in, uh, product planning manager for Korg in Japan, so I worked very closely with Chairman Kato, who is mm-hmm. the founder mm-hmm. of Korg. And just before the M1 came out, um, I made a—I wanted to make a bet with Chairman Kato about the M1. So the product planning number for the M1 was forty thousand units lifetime, which is typically mm-hmm. three years for a synthesizer. And uh, um, I said to Kato, "Well, just." I think we're gonna have a great success with the M1. It went on to be the largest selling synthesizer of all time. It sold 376,000 units, so it was insanely successful. Um, So I said, just give me a dollar, just give me a dollar for every one over $40,000 that we sell in the first year. (laughs) And Kato actually, he was an amazing guy not your typical Japanese uh, person he he had run a nightclub in in Shinjuku and he was a character and he thought about it for a second he said no I can't do that that's not a good precedent to send Mm. but (laughs) if we sell more than 40,000 in the first year we can have a product planning meeting in Hawaii
0: ah that sounds like a good a good incentive so that yeah that was a good
1: incentive <laughs> incentive for all of the you know all of the staff and mm-hmm. the, and the and the the, the group of, of foreign sound developers that we, that we worked with uh, We're called the midi patch boys by the way and um, so th- we sold more than 40,000 the first year and true to his word kato arranged to have a meeting in hawaii and at that meeting in hawaii he came and he said i was went down to Hamamatsu, and I heard some news, and I heard that Dave Smith Division was going to be shut down by Yamaha. And I only asked the chairman of Yamaha one question, can you please tell me the date when they will give notice to all the employees of Dave Smith Division? And he got that information, and then he worked behind the scenes, and it was it. I'm not sure if it was literally true, but it was kind of like the people at Dave Smith Division, which was Dave Smith, Alex Limberis, uh, who had worked it in Sonic, John mm-hmm. Bowen, who was the sound designer uh, for for Sequential. They were kind of like packing up their bo- boxes, and Seiki Kato and 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 uh, the uh, Joe Castronova, who's now the president of mm-hmm. Core, mm-hmm. showed up. And they said, well, do you want to unpack your boxes and work for Korg? And that's how Korg R D was born. So we worked together wow. on the we worked together on the Wave Station. So wow. I have so many great memories of working with Dave, and he was such an inspirational mm-hmm. figure. He changed, he changed the face of music in two ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One was he he really helped to make synthesizers pop popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Bob Bob Mogan had, had the mini Moog, but Dave was the first guy who did a programmable mm. multi-timbral synth, which was like a big deal back mm. in the day. And of course, the other thing is he was very instrumental in the development of MIDI with mm. kakahachi san from mm-hmm. Roland and and Dave, who are always credited with being mm-hmm. the the, you know, the the fathers the fathers of <laughs> MIDI. Dave actually didn't like that, oh, really, yeah, because he knew that it was a very it was a team mm-hmm. effort. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And the, and the second thing was, Dave did not like committees and organizations. And as soon as MIDI started to be like an association and, mm. a, and, and have meetings and structure, Dave was like, yeah, let me just build my next synth. I mean, that was what <laughs> Dave was always on to the next uh, thing. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, but everybody in this industry. Uh, owes Mm -hmm. a a debt and and i have come up with my a catchphrase yeah and my catchphrase is that bob and dave did as much for this industry as leo and les Mm -hmm. so leo fender Mm -hmm. les paul Mm -hmm. two giants who Mm -hmm. who really changed the industry but bob moog and dave smith equally Mm -hmm. as important in in shaping our Mm -hmm. industry as we know it so
0: and was Dave a big presence at NAMM over the years, or was he was he both back in the lab?
1: Uh, oh no, no, D- Dave was <laughs> Dave was always here, yeah. and he was always gracious. And and the other thing that makes it doubly sad is, mm-hmm. Dave Smith had worked with Marcus Ryle, the founder mm-hmm. of, of Line Six, to yeah. bring back Oberheim. And and my favorite picture of all time, and you go to the um, Moog Foundation, they have mm-hmm. this wonderful picture, and it is. Uh, Kakahashi-san, mm-hmm. it's Tom Oberheim, it's Dave Smith, and I, I think Roger Lynn is in that picture, and it's it's just all of the people, and they were they were all they were all they were competitors, but mm. they were friends. Mm, that's great. And that only happens in the music industry. Yeah. It really it's it's the one place which is very special you know, we have the Midi Association uh, mm-hmm. booth here and we have all of our Midi Association members yes. right out in front of yeah. us. It's
0: a really concentrated area of innovation and creativity. It's uh, it's very inspiring. Every product is so different yeah. um, and and yet all are using Midi to do something super creative.
1: No, and and you mentioned innovation and, you know, that's what Bob Moog was all about. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. Dave was all about. We just uh, ran the Midi Innovation Awards. Mm-hmm. We had 109 entrants in wow. five different categories. We had over 6,000 people voted and they placed mm-hmm. over 15,000 votes because you mm-hmm. had to vote in a number of different categories. And it was just just amazingly creative yeah. stuff.
0: And just your win. I mean, 109 applications, un- amazing. Even among the winners, there's uh, people from all over the world.
1: D- diversity, yeah. In fact, the winner uh, the winner last year of the Midi Innovation Award is uh, Krishna Chitain, yes. uh who is from India which is great. He, he worked, uh, he worked with the uh, person who uh, produced the music for Slumdog Millionaire. Mm -hmm. He worked in the studio and then kind of spun out. And he was again, the winner this year. I was
0: so glad to see that. Yeah. And he's, it's just
1: great. So, we want to, you know, the media association is a trade association. Um, we have as our members Google, Microsoft, and, and Apple. So we have very large members. Mm-hmm. But we have most of our members are small members mm-hmm. uh, who pay $600. The big members pay $20,000. We're a we're a, a trade association, mm-hmm. nonprofit, so all of our financials are, are mm-hmm. completely you know transparent and have to be insured. should. Uh, but, you know it's it's those smaller companies that actually push the larger companies Mm, yeah and and that's what creates that bubbling mess of creativity and innovation which 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 uh, which which is which is what the nam show is all about
0: oh i'd love to see it um, so uh, you were talking about in the NAM show evolving. Do you have any uh, hopes and dreams for how you want to see it evolve in the future? You've had you've invested so much of your energy um, in it in the past. What do you want to see in the future?
1: Oh, well, uh, first, I want to see um, April 2023. That's
0: a great goal. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I think we have to take it one step yeah. at a time. Um, I think we're still working on uh, we're still working on how the 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 relationship between online and in person. Mm, yes. And we had a we had an interesting thing, which I, I think is a, is actually a pretty cool idea. We had a company. We did a press release before uh, before Nam. Um, there's a company called PTZ Optics, mm. and they have a pan tilt zoom camera. Okay, so it, it's a camera that that has a uh, a motor in it, and you can mm-hmm. it can be moved, and you can control it. And usually, it's done with a with a preset. Mm-hmm. We they added the ability to control it via MIDI, so you can mm-hmm. take a regular MIDI controller and control it. Uh, but on top of that, it can be controlled via web MIDI. So. I am able to take a set of PTZ Optics cameras and control them remotely from oh, a remote wow. location. So I was controlling their cameras from my house in Elisa wow. Viejo. They were in, in Pennsylvania. Now imagine this. Imagine that you could, maybe you couldn't go to a trade show, mm-hmm. but you could virtually go to the trade show, but you could engage with the mm-hmm. trade show by. Looking, looking around, looking really, around, really looking and around. Wow. you decide what you oh, want to look that's at. That's great, right? Because that's
0: really what's missing in remote experiences. You really feel locked into one yes. view. Yes. It's usually
1: not a great view. Yes, and it's like, oh, if the, if somebody could just move the camera because yeah, yeah. the thing, thing just to the left is the thing I'm really interested in. If I can only zoom in yeah. on that, well. Now we have made that possible. Uh, with, through MIDI. Through MIDI, oh, yes. Amazing. All right, one last question.
0: What's the best experience you've had at the show so far this year?
1: Well, you know, there's, there's two, and, 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 and it doesn't take very long to, to explain them. So um, we worked with, the, uh, with Nam, and we now have a named MIDI fund. Oh. Under the NAM Foundation. Mm-hmm. So, tax deductible donations and all of that stuff. Uh, and so, um, we have been fundraising. The MIDI Association committed, uh, the executive board committed to giving $25,000 to initially fund it. Mm-hmm. And then we said we would match any donations up t- until June 15th. Mm-hmm. And um, with the donations that we've got and that we're matching, we had an event last night. Uh, It was a reception, people could come. Paul Sitar from A3E hosted it Mm -hmm. along with Nam, and we had a great group of people. Uh, And so the first thing that happened is we had Jordan Rudis, the keyboard player from Dream Theater, who I worked with at Korg, and Lee Whitmore, who is the chair of the MIDI in Music Education Special Interest Group. And Jordan, Performed. Oh, fantastic. And it was just an amazing performance. I mean, Jordan is amazing. So watching that and then I, I, I introduced Jordan and I introduced Lee and he came up and talked about our MIDI and music education initiative, which oh, is being funded fantastic. by the MIDI fund. Mm-hmm. So it was like old home week, which is NAMM is <laughs> all, always like that. And we were able at the end to announce the figure. And mm. this is kind of the like, wow, this is pretty cool. We were able to announce that we're putting... into the MIDI fund to fund MIDI and music education and we have a wonderful group of educators who are focused on building out a curriculum um Building the curriculum, giving all of the assets to uh, to to teachers, so that mm-hmm. it'll be done under Creative Commons, so they can take oh, it and, and do totally do open source, open and... source, and do whatever wow. they want with them. And then what all we will do is we will do certification. Mm-hmm. So we'll just mm-hmm. give you a nice little you know sticker that says MIDI approved, uh, MIDI approved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was pretty exciting because wow. it was an awful lot of work by both Nam yeah. uh, Mary Larson from the Nam Foundation, which was great. Joe Lamont. Mm. It
0: must be very validating to see that effort come to such great fruition, and it sounds like a pretty short time. Really, in a all very, considered.
1: in a very short time, we really started it in actually in uh, I think it was in February, and I mean that's wow. an amazingly short yes. time. It does show that Nam is 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 can be agile, mm. and mm-hmm. and we're so aligned with Nam. That's why we love coming to the Nam Show because what we're all about is we're about empowering people to enjoy to experience the joy of making Mm. music and we're about creating new music makers for the future and the future is is kids Mm -hmm. and kids need education so if we want a good future we need to educate our kids how to make music
0: ah beautiful i think can't think of a better way to end Thank yep. you so much for, uh, for being on the Music Technoponics podcast again and giving us your, um, your long view of the, uh, the NAMM show and, um, and what's coming next.
1: Always oh, great to be here. Thanks for coming.
3: <laughs> hey, this is Shaylee here on the NAMM floor. I'm with Sasha, who is with Playtronica. Could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you got going on here?
4: Hey, hello. I'm Sasha from Playtronica. We do these uh, magical MIDI devices uh, which can transform touch and color into sounds and so today we're presenting uh, the Orbiter which is a color sequencer that works with different colors and each color would represent a note. You don't see it but we each color is a small magnet which you put on a small turntable. Well it's not really small but kind of a seven inch turntable. So when I start to play you will hear the music that's uh, that's going from the Deckard Stream uh, synth because it's a MIDI controller. It doesn't have any sound generator. And what I can do is just put some more magnets on it, and I will add uh, notes. And now I can unmute and mute the second track and only play with the first track
3: very cool so is there any way you can like plug this into a computer and record some of your tracks on it
4: so basically it's created to uh, overcome the creative block when you're sitting at studio and you you don't know how to go on with the melody or with the rhythm you can put this on you can stop listening to the music you can you can start seeing the music yeah. and seeing the colors we also have here special uh, sleep mates that you can put here and you would work in different uh, graphical worlds, I would say. So here I have like a square and inside there's a triangle and outside there is a a pentagon and other figures, which are basically the concept of polyrhythms, combining several rhythmical uh, patterns in one time frame.
3: Yeah. Well, very cool. Thanks for giving us this little demo here. Um, yeah, and look out for us to publish yeah, the, this on the, the podcast. The
4: Orbiter is the Kickstarter project, so uh, everyone can go now to the Com, and subscribe for the newsletter, and we'll release the device in one month.
3: Very good. Everyone, go subscribe. Go, Thank go, you, go, Sasha. Go, go, go.
0: <laughs> All right, this is Eleanor. I'm on the floor at the NAMM show in Anaheim, and I have to say some candy-like buttons drew me in to the BlipBlox booth, and I'm here with Troy. Hi, uh, hi. Yeah, tell yeah, us nice a little you about too. yourself and about BlipBlox.
5: Yeah, so I'm Troy, I'm the founder of Playtime Engineering, and today at Nam, we are introducing both our Groove uh, uh, Groovebox station and our new Blip Blocks SK-2. So uh, we have our existing line of synthesizers, but we're adding to that today a new Groovebox. And this is sort of a uh, drum machine, sampler-inspired device that we have simplified so really anyone can make music even kids as young as three years old oh
0: awesome so i'm what i'm seeing is kind of a progression i see um i see since for like the youngest kids and then it seems like you can just move through exactly. all the way up to your new products exactly. and really like learn as you go yeah yeah awesome well we're plugged in right now what you're hearing in the background are some are some sounds um from the MyTracks and BlipBlocks. so uh, go ahead and uh yeah, make some sounds. Yeah, Tell so us what you're doing. Here we
5: have the... Um, we am going to go into the, uh, a different mode here. So right. you can either play individual sounds. On the keypad here, we have a, a five by five grid of sounds mm-hmm. and, and five tracks, basically. So um, with the five tracks, we can play different sounds, we can select different sounds. There's 48 sounds built in. And we can apply different sounds to a different effects to each sound. So here we have... So there we have is a filter. We mm-hmm. can apply like a delay.
0: So in addition to the really touchable keypad, you've got some shifters, um, the purple shifters. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh I mean, what it's reminding me of is some of like a Fisher Price driving toy or something. It's mm-hmm. like you want to touch it, and yet what you're really doing is creating something new with it, which um, seems amazing. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Um, Start building building some. Yeah, sounds? so here we have
5: the uh we have the MyTrack connected to mm-hmm. the uh, to our existing after dark synthesizer. So let's see if we can hear just some so that's our synthesizer. Mm-hmm. We can get some different sounds with like that. Mm-hmm. So we're we're playing our synthesizer now. We can launch a, a sequence with that. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, do a little sequence here, hit play. We can turn up the tempo a little bit. We can add drum beat. And we can add different sounds from the my track. So there's really a lot of fun fun stuff you can do there.
0: Yeah, it's super playful. And uh, podcast listeners can't see how Fun! This is the bright lights and uh, um, just really touchable interfaces. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it really bridges bridges uh, um, toy with tool.
5: That's what we're really trying to do. We're trying to make uh, taking sort of complex music devices and make them more accessible. Not only for kids, but we think a lot of adults uh, would enjoy this too. We see these maybe sitting on coffee tables, uh, and you're having a co- you know like a cocktail party or something. Just pull one of these out, start having fun, start jamming, and just just making some music, uh, just really easily with no complexity. That
0: sounds like a great party. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, exactly. All right. So where can uh, where can listeners find out more about Blipblocks and Michael? Yeah. So
5: we're at, we're at Blipblocks.com
0: and that's uh, B-L-I-P-B-L-O-X.
5: Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's
0: even fun to say. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so we have the um, our existing uh, BlipBlock Synth for Kids and the After Darks available now. The new BlipBlock SK-2 is available in November and the MyTracks will be available in early 2023.
0: All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Thanks so much
5: for yeah, your time, Troy. So I yep. hope you have a great show. Yep, thank you very much.
3: Hey and welcome back to Music Tectonics. This is Shaylee here on the floor of Nam. I'm with Henrik from Instruments of Things. Henrik, how are you doing today?
6: Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm fine. How are you?
3: Yeah, I'm doing super great. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to hear about what you have going on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
6: Yeah, sure. So uh, we have a background in um, modular synthesizers in general, but we just released a new product uh, which was awarded by the MIDI Innovation Awards called Somi One. Very cool. And uh, Somi One basically consists of several motion sensors and uh, receiver hardware. It's basically a MIDI controller but um, yeah, it uses movement data, so you can attach all the sensors on your body, so you, your full body becomes a controller, basically.
3: Wow, wow! Why don't you uh, play a little bit for us? Show us sure, how it goes. Sure,
6: sure. So we have a pre- uh, prepared here um, prepared a small Ableton project uh, today. It's a little bit more Berlin techno style, representing, I would say. So uh, I having a sensor on my left hand now, which is triggering a kick sound. And um, the cool thing is that uh, there are several parameters involved. So one parameter is basically using just the acceleration of me, but I can change... You maybe hear the the vocals in the background. I change the pitch of the vocals based on my direction. So it's like a three-dimensional controller with a single motion sensor.
3: So this little controller, can you like hook it to your belt? Yes. Like you can hook it to your shirt? Exactly, exactly. Very, very cool. So
6: we have uh, wristbands uh, and, and feetbands, so we can attach it to your... Yeah, to your feet and wrists, and we also have closing clips uh, to put it on shoes or on, on any closes. So uh, yeah, it's really easy to use and very accessible for everyone.
3: What about headbands? You got headbands yet? Uh,
6: <laughs> headbands not yet, but no, not uh, yet. I mean, it's not so hard if you want to do it on your own, uh, yeah, because yeah. you can use the closing clip and just a r- rubber band and that's fine. Yeah.
3: Cool. So, uh, so what's next for Instrument of Things?
6: Yeah, so um, of course this is a MIDI controller, so it's more targeting at musicians who are already into music production. Uh, especially electronic music um, or electronic music tools. And our next step is uh, a small mobile app, um, which is for people who don't have any technical pre-knowledge. Uh, so it's clearly focusing on consumers. And uh, the app basically uses the same motion sensor technology but has ready to use soundscapes. So it's just plug-and-play, you can instantly start with that. Um, and the cool thing is that the app where we will offer an, uh, in marketplace, a virtual marketplace in the app. Because we want to connect uh, the sound designers and the consumers, especially dancers who are obviously very mm-hmm. interested in movement. So, uh, the, de- the idea is let's say you, as a sound designer, you want to create a use, uh, soundscape for example, uh, yoga or meditation or skating, whatever you come up with, then you can place your soundscape in our app and offer it to the consumers. So, they can buy it for your desired amount and you get the money for it, and we make a small cut like Bandcamp yep. 10% and uh yeah that's how we want to create a real e- ecosystem based on very, the motion very very cool
3: well thanks for letting me know about all you have going on where can people find you
6: um so we are based in berlin okay. um so in the Nam, uh, if you at the Nam, you can find us in the german pavilion um but yeah we are uh, website we- social exactly exactly yeah. you okay. find us on instagram uh, there's a lot of media a lot of demos with dancers from different genres from hip-hop us we have some German government operas, uh, dancers who's u- using our technology. Yeah, you find a lot of demos there. Yeah.
3: Great. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Henrik. Thanks. Have a great rest of your NAM. Thanks. Hello, Music Tectonics listeners. This is Shaylee, the Music Tectonics conference planner. I'm back here at NAM. I'm not on the floor this time, though. I am in a coffee shop joined with Eleanor
0: Rust, our Hello. marketing director, and James Hill. James, how are you
7: doing? Hi, guys. I'm great. Yeah.
0: So James is a Nam veteran. He was just telling us, um, and I am really interested to get his perspective on this year's Nam because you're both a an artist and a tech founder. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like like in this like perfect sweet spot for music tectonics, but also to give us a, a view of Nam. What are you what, what are you thinking about this year? What's 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 happening this year?
7: Well, I. I Came to Nam a number of times uh, I- in the old days, and um, then I swore off it for years. Really? Why yeah. was that? Because it because it's a zoo. That's mm. why. Yeah. And and, uh, and I didn't know what to do, and if and I didn't feel like if I couldn't do it all, I didn't want to do any of it. <laughs> and and now I've come back with a different attitude, which is, if I have fun, I'm good. I, if you're not having fun at Nam, you're doing something wrong because you can't count on anything else. Mm. You, you don't don't come for all the right reasons. Just come for fun and come for the people, come to talk to your friends, come to make new relationships. And if that's what you get, then you're doing it right.
0: Awesome.
3: Yeah, it's been great. We have definitely made some new friends and also just like ran into some super cool and amazing new innovative instruments. I'm like, even instruments are a whole new thing now. It's like, I grew up with instruments being like a flute or a clarinet, and now we're looking (laughs) at instruments that are like tiny grapefruit looking (laughs) things with buttons or, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And that's just really cool and exciting. And I feel like we're seeing so much of that here at NAMM. And this is also my first NAMM, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: (laughs) Well, of course, I come from the ukulele world. That's my instrument. And (laughs) uh, I've devoted my life (laughs) to the ukulele. You know, this little tiny four-stringed a uh, bringer of much joy and community. And in some ways, it's sort of like the most old-fashioned instrument. It, there's a real strong ukulele presence at now. Yeah, right? I like, yeah, I saw. Wander,
0: I wandered that way away from the synths to the uh, <laughs> to the strings.
7: Right. And um, w- what I, l- I love about it is is that um, on one hand, it's so old-fashioned. And on, on the other hand, it is so still relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, the ukulele really um, came into its own in, in sort of recent memory uh, with the rise of the internet, it was mm. one of those things that um, people found each other, found the little niches of people who were really in love with this instrument, and they were brought together by the internet. You know, so it is a, in some ways, a, it, it had a rebirth with the internet. And if you look at the ukulele history. The reason it spread around the world from Portugal where it started is that it was like the original iPod oh, for yeah. music. Like if you're going on a long boat ride mm-hmm. and you want to bring all your music with you, you want to bring that one little thing that has all your songs in it. You know, there's no hard drive. There's no, you know, iPod. No batteries. Right, no you're going to bring in. your tiny little guitar thing that you can strum all your songs on. And it's it, perfect
0: to sing along to. That's right.
7: And it fits in your luggage, you yeah. know? And, and it, uh, it made its way around the world for that reason. It, it is kind of tech of its time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then like teens, twenties, thirties, it became like this youth sensation. Oh, absolutely! Where, um, yeah, where every party is needs needs to have somebody playing the uke. Mm-hmm. That's right. Playing yeah. show tunes, playing mm-hmm. Hawaiian music—I mm-hmm. mean, kind of anything could have a could have a uke tab. That's
7: right, yeah. and you can take it anywhere. Piano's great, but you know, try taking <laughs> it to the
0: beach—doesn't work. Yeah. Now um, you were just telling us about a project where you're taking <laughs> you're taking ukes to Web three. That's true. Can you tell yeah. us a little about that?
7: I'd love to. Yeah. The project is called Uke Heads, Mom and it in. is uh, my new album, essentially. And it's an album with a twist in, in the sense that it's a collaborative album. It's a fan collab album. So um, I've created a whole series of portraits of the ukulele. And when a fan collects one of those portraits, it is essentially a ticket that allows them to play on the album. So it's, and of course, you know the punchline, it's that each one of those portraits is an NFT, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And um, I don't dwell on that point with, you know, the general public. Um, I just talk, call them portraits or I call them tickets and, and they buy them and they become part of the community that grows around the artwork. So I, I really awesome. like this idea. You put the art at the center and then you facilitate a community sort of growing around it Mm -hmm. and uh, And the nft is just
0: the tech that that drives that but what we're really going for is that community and collaboration
7: and i think the sooner we can stop talking about the tech the better yeah
3: that's very interesting because i think the tech is a really important part of it kind of um (laughs) you know everyone just wants to talk about the fun and exciting and pretty parts of nfts but there's so much tech and like not fun or pretty stuff mm-hmm. under it that mm-hmm. is going to make these things really sustainable, you know. So I, I totally true. agree,
7: but in <laughs> not in mixed company, you know. Like yeah. like when you're just talking about the, the, the to the general fan on the street, I, I just don't think geeking out over the inner right. workings of NFTs or blockchain is is the way into their hearts. Yeah. That
0: is a very good point. That um, the goal is not to convert everybody into crypto. That's <laughs> the, the goal is to is to scale it so that um, and communicate about it in a mm-hmm. way that everybody is interested in participating because of what's important to them that's right not to change their priorities mm-hmm. but to make sure you're meeting them and where I they think are.
7: that meeting them where they are is 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 exactly the way to put it I mean it, it, it when i'm trying to talk to them about blockchain i'm approaching them with for my own reasons Mm. i want to talk about blockchain (laughs) i want to talk about my album (laughs) i want to talk about me 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 but but what's in it for them really like what am i really offering them i need to think you know what value am i creating and and that's where i'm going with it yeah
3: yeah, I think that's definitely one of the biggest things with NFTs is like what actual value is this, you know, providing for people. So mm. it's just really it's it's a really exciting space, I feel, um, to be in right now. And I think truly the possibilities are endless. Um, I agree. We caught a panel yesterday that just talked about like all the opportunities NFTs are going to provide for artists and like giving that exclusive access to your fans through an NFT and things like that, which are just, you know, really cool and awesome. And just like that that one step further to like direct artists to fan engagement. Yeah,
7: I couldn't agree more. I, I do have one thing to say about that. And <laughs> that is um, I, I'm starting to see that <clears throat> this NFT <coughs> communities might be going the way of the Web3 version of Kickstarter. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think that there's a real cautionary tale with Kickstarter. And that is <sighs> the, the narrative we all know. It goes something like this. There's a Kickstarter thing. Some artists get in. They make some money. Other artists look at it and go, whoa, let's do that too. They jump in. uh, And then the artists have to out-compete each other with the promises. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. And eventually, these promises start getting broken and the trust dissolves and the whole platform kind of caves in. Yeah, it feels too much like
0: a pyramid scheme and (laughs) not enough like like a real collaboration.
7: Right. And in my own humble opinion, I think if we continue to put the music and the art at the center uh we might be able to navigate it if i start putting all these funky perks in the center yeah. and saying you know i'm going to knit you a sweater from my own like, <laughs> hair and i'm going to i'm going to send you you know an egg from my chickens in the mail it's like what well, what does that have to do with anything yeah. if we can it, and what i'm trying to do with you kids is say look the music is the prize the, the, it's not a tangible thing. I'm going to send you in the mail. You're going to tell tell your grandkids that you were on the album. Your, your yeah. name is in the credits. Yeah. The music mm-hmm. is the the, the perk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel pretty strongly about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything you've experienced at Nan that you 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 want to share this year? What's what's the most exciting thing that you've been a part of so far?
7: Well, there, I mean, I've only been here for. 24 hours and already it I have too, like many to <laughs> <laughs> too many things to, I can, then I, to, to count, you know, that I'd want to put into that category. Um, I, I really enjoyed meeting Yotam uh, at one of the panels at the other day.
0: Right. At Never Before Heard Sounds. Never Before
7: Heard Sounds. Uh, mm. I think he's a real rock star in the, in the music tech space. Um, he is creating tech that um, uh, my team and I are using on a different project. Um, and so... F- to meet him and to have a selfie with him, you know, that was my little yes. f- fanboy moment. I, I, I really enjoyed that. that. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And of course, I also had my ukulele sessions mm-hmm. that I gave yes. with my um, former teacher, Peter mm-hmm. Luongo. So it was a really sort of like a full circle for me oh, to come beautiful. back and uh, teach sessions with him, sort of uh, co-teaching with my former teacher. Wow!
0: Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, James this has been a real pleasure it's so nice to bring a music tectonics listener onto the podcast Long um, so time we can listening. hear your voice yeah. and um, so glad we could connect here at NAM
7: thanks you guys it's been yeah. a real pleasure
0: yeah for sure
3: thanks welcome back to music tectonics this is Shaylee music tectonics conference planner i'm here at NAM in the Hilton Hotel with Felicia Booker. Felicia, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing great. She, Felicia walked up with her music blaring. She was dancing. She really set the set the
2: vibes for today. Um, how's your name been? What have you been up to here? Man, it's been an amazing spe- experience. Um, I got in Friday, went to some sessions, hit the trade show floor, tons of new products, uh, new software, just a lot of people. And um, it's kind of overwhelming though, honestly. Yeah, for
3: sure. Have you seen any like really new, cool, innovative instruments? Like what's your favorite thing you've seen here thus
2: far? Um, I don't know like the technical terms, but there were definitely a lot of um, pieces of gear where you just kind of like smooth your hand over like Mm -hmm. surfaces and then it like triggers sounds. And so I thought those were interesting. I saw some guitars that had all these cutouts and really cool art. Um, So it's just been a lot of interesting things out here.
3: Yeah, definitely. I've seen so many instruments that I never would have thought of as instruments. You know, Correct. um, I did an interview with this company called Instruments of Things and they just have like little pads you can connect to your body or like your belt loop or your shirt and it makes music like with the movements on your bodies and things like that are just so cool. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to see all the new and cool hardware here. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what your company's been up to, Breaker Nation?
2: Yep. So, um, man, a lot. We (laughs) We just had commencement week for our interns. And for those who don't know, Breaker Nation is a platform where we help musicians build a marketing and street team to help promote their music. And to do that, we connect them with aspiring professionals who want to work in the business but don't have experience. So they come into Breaker Nation and get their first internship by supporting the artists. And so we brought in a class in late February, and we just had commencement week and graduated them. And so now we're getting ready to basically open up the floodgates and let even more interns in on a rolling basis in July. So I'm really excited about that. We're getting with artists and so interns will be able to join an artist cohort and really support them and just, you know, make a culture out of making it in music. Yeah, That's one definitely, of our goals.
3: Definitely. The barrier to entry in music has always seemed so high. So that's just really awesome that you're providing this space for people to get that experience that sometimes seems so hard to, to get, you know, that that first foot in the door.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely is. Yesterday I participated in a session called Network with the Pros. And I spoke to so many young people who wanted to get in the music industry and just trying to figure out, like, how do I get in? Like, yeah. what, what what do I need to say? Who do I need to talk to? Where do I need to go? And so I was able to give them some tips, but then also tell them, hey, this is why we're building Breaker Nation. You know, ultimately, we want to transform the way everyone launches their career in music. So
3: Yeah, well, that's really awesome. Where can people find you on socials, website? Plug yourself.
2: Yep, so <laughs> you can... Uh, Go to Breakernation.com for information on our company. Our apps are available in the App Store, Google Play. On social media, we are the number one, Breaker Nation. And I am Go, Felicia Go on social media. Awesome. Well, thanks so
3: much for taking the time to chat with me this morning, Felicia. You got it. All right. Safe travels back.
0: Thanks for listening to this special episode of Music Tectonics recorded at the 2022 NAM Show. Catch up on all our NAM episodes on your favorite podcast app. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe. We have new episodes every week. Did you know that you can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com? That's also where you'll find the latest about our annual conference and a sign-up for our newsletter. Everything we do explores the seismic shifts that shake up music and technology, the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Bye! You're listening to Music Tectonics.